podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. And the final score from Celtic Park, Celtic 6, Livingston now. This is Tino from the Celtic Exchange and this afternoon I'm joined by Sinky. Sinky, the big question, is the 10 back on? Pretty much, after after that performance, I tell you what, I've, I've picked a, a good one to be in the old post-match, definitely. Yeah. What did you think? Do I get too ready myself here, but I, I looked, looked, looked like our old self again. Um, it was good to see uh, a wee bit of swag back in the Celtic all-round play. Yeah, for me, I would say it's probably one of our best performances of the season. It's the kind of performances you traditionally had come to expect from Celtic, you know, free-flowing football, goals coming from all parts of the park. And yeah, it's been a long time coming. And I know it's post-splitting in the bigger picture. It doesn't mean anything. However, there's a big game coming up next Saturday, so really, really important to get the, the confidence in the team. I'll run through that team very quickly for you. For me, it was probably more of a 4-5-1 type of formation. Bain and goals, John Joe Kenny right back. Greg Taylor come back into the team at left back. Welsh and I are continued as your central defence pairing. Scott Brown, centre mid. Callum McGregor slightly ahead of him, I think. James Forrest, wide right. Moyle Eunice, wide left. Turnbull in the 10. And Edward up top. The main man last couple of games actually has been James Forrest. How important has he been and how concerning is it actually that he went off injured? You can see he's starting to get up to speed every single game. Um, it was very influential today once again. Heartbreaking, heart, heart in my mouth stuff when, it, when, when the wee man went down. Uh, you can see the players obviously concerned about him. He walked off with a kind of slight limp so based on his history, his injury stuff the last season or so, it's, uh, it's very concerning. Yeah, I'm hoping that limp was maybe just a stone in his shoe and he'll be absolutely fine for next week. But time will tell there. Um, but yeah, it was very influential. And I suppose let, let's crack on with the goals. Obviously, there were six of them. So first one was James Forrest. A wee bit fortunate with the way it rolled in. Thunderbolt. Absolute thunderbolt. No, listen, as long as they hit the back of that, the onion back doesn't really matter. But yeah, very fortunate. But a lovely move. Cracking through ball for Edward. Good finish by Forrest. BF, so... As long as they hit the back of the net and gets the confidence up for him as well. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that was after round about half an hour and not too long after, 39th minute, David Turnbull makes it too. More good play by El Unice. Absolutely, yeah. Um, be a bit fortunate with the flick on me, the deflection, but yet again, down, down the left-hand side, great ball by Taylor to put, mm-hmm. to put him in first and foremost and then cracking ball. Turnbull just hanging it off his shin, whatever, his knee, whatever. It doesn't matter again. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice move and El Unice playing a massive part again. So the first half is funny because I think Played well by all accounts and no real hassle, but I thought at times some of the good play maybe lacked a cutting edge, maybe guys taking an extra touch. One with McGregor where he just he came, you know, tried to get his right foot on it when it wasn't quite sitting. And things weren't quite clicking into gear, but th- that happened very quickly, of course. You know, once the goals started coming, they came thick and fast. Another thing just on Callum McGregor, I thought he looked a bit more you know, had a bit more of a licence to move forward in today's game. Do you think, you know, that was the case? 100%. So, I mean, Brown kind of sat, sat in front of the defence and it gave McGregor that kind of type of play off Turnbull and kind of link, link up. And that's what he's good at. That's, that's what we're missing. That is his natural position. I like him a wee bit further forward, but I do believe that Brown played a massive part of giving him that, that freedom to kind of play off the wide men and, and Turnbull as well. Um, getting into the second half, though, and that's when things really did click into gear. So, before they've got the goal, I've thought Livingston have showed some some of their traditional, uh, the industrial approach that they're famed for. A lot of heavy challenges at times, which obviously 
you know, will have been a concern uh, to John Kennedy ahead of next week. No bookings, I don't think, were dished out in the whole game. So I don't know if that's that whole end of season feel, but I thought they were quite robust, you know, to be polite about Livy. But however, uh, on the 50th minute, Scott Brown diving header, are you giving him it? Ah, oh, I've got, got to give him it. And it's, 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 his time's nearly up, so you need to give him everything, everything he can get. But I tell you what, he, he stuck his head in there and he was. I, thought, I, I, I never seen the deflection until the replay. I thought, he, I thought it was a clean hit, but yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, you've got to give him it. Come on. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, I thought he looked very comfortable for the most part and actually, you know, in these kind of games and in the game last week, that is, you know, pretty straightforward stuff for Scott Brown, whether it's Falkirk or Livingston. The real test will be next Saturday where he'll skip the team against Rangers and whether he can step up. Do you still think he's the man for that position? A hundred percent. I mean, the guy's he's proven quality. You know, I think for me, like, he needs to play every game until the end of the season. hundred mm-hmm. percent. But next next week, it's, 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 oh, it's no way to say the, the Scottish Cup's his swan song. This is the one. The players need to kind of step up for him. But for me, he's got to play. I, I, he cruised the game today. I don't get broke sweat. But one of the games, you, you hardly notice him and he just he's just a cut above the rest. And, and I do believe when he, when he does go to Aberdeen, they'll get a season at, him at that level at least playing against your Livingstons and stuff like that 100% yeah he's the kind of guy that will will not realise how much he's missed and how much an influence he's had until he moves on so but there's still some time to come so let's not cry about it just yet a <laughs> uh, few minutes after that so Brown with the diving header-ish in the 50th minute a few minutes after um, El Yunusi's got his first goal of the game do you want to talk us through that one? Brilliant, Elanissi. So, balls came across. He's been laid laid back to him, and he's just a lovely shot. I thought I thought it had a deflection, but it was clean innkeeper. Maybe you could say it could have done better. Um, but for me, it was nice move again. Forrest with a layoff, but yeah, no no complaints in terms of the quality. Yeah, and not long after, uh, El Yunus has got his second. Uh, to, to quote Jeremy Culloch, a goal made in Norway. <laughs> Great break from defence by Chris Ayer. He ran almost the length of the park. Aye, they've, um, they've, they've, known, they've known what to do with him. They've, they've kind of let him. You've got you've three guys from him. He played the night, played the ball off to Elinus saying, What a finish. Absolute quality. Edward had one earlier on in the game where we were saying about lifting it over the keeper. Mm-hmm. Elinus said, uh, when, he gets, when he gets a sniff, he's very composed yeah. inside and outside the box. Yeah, and, you know, just, you know, back on the just in terms mm. of the assist. Yep. He, as I say, he's kind of breezed through from, you know, well into his own half, got right to the edge of the box before slotting that aside for Elinus. This is the kind of stuff that we used to see Van Dyke do, and I'm not going to make comparisons with the two. But he's he's also finding it very easy in Scottish football at this time, isn't he? Yes, it's like a, it's like um, when they one of the big boys, your big brother plays with under under twelves uh, <laughs> when they're short when they're short of a player. He's finding it very very easy, and I just hope he doesn't get bored uh, as such. I mean uh, uh, that that run, it, 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 I mean, we've seen it quite, we've seen it a lot often, but we've not seen mm-hmm. it for a, for a wee while. But yeah, for me, he's just he's a cut above the rest. He just glides, big Norwegian glider. That's it. Yeah, so the concern will be, you know, some of the guys involved in the goals today, El Yunusi, Ayer we've mentioned, Brown we've mentioned, these guys will most likely not be our guys next season, so that's a concern. How big an effort do you think Celtic should make to keep a hold of El Yunusi? He's shown his worth, I think he's maybe scored 17 goals, something like that now. Out of all the loan players, that's mm-hmm. the one we need, I would 100% have my back in the keeping. Um, he's proved himself, I know there's been flashes and he got an injury last year, before he got his injury last year, mm-hmm. uh, he was he was proven quality, so for me, like he can play a number of positions, he can play in a 10, he can play wide, he can play off a front man with him and Edward. Um, for me, I would 100% back keeping him, because there's definitely a player in there. Mm-hmm. One loanee who I wasn't impressed with today was John Joe Kenny. Just thought... The last couple of games, and actually, if we hark back further to the the previous Rangers game as well, where he was uh, definitely at fault for, for their goal. I just think he's, after a reasonably steady start, I think he's shown why he doesn't feature at Everton. No, and I gave him a wee bit of time. Like, I've been watching him. He's played pretty much near enough every week. Um, for me, 
that performance today, I would say he was probably the most lackluster a couple of occasions. Like the ball on at the park, he wasn't sure his touch. A lot of the stuff broke down with him as well. So for me, yeah, I don't think he meets uh, the standard to, to put a case in to keep him for next year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think regardless who comes in manager-wise, and you fill back as much as various other key positions should be pretty high on the list. Um, just in terms of the lineup, so as you mentioned, you know, John Drew Kenny Kenny's slotted in and he's pretty much started every game since he arrived at the club, if not every game actually, and he will almost definitely also start next week. The starting lineup for today, you know, based on James Forrest, hopefully being okay fitness wise, is that what you expect to see next time around? And I know we've got a game midweek against Aberdeen, not forgetting that, but in terms of the cup uh, game against Rangers, I, th- I believe that to be our strongest eleven that played today. I mean, with Christie being on and off form, Forrest coming back into a bit of form for me, that is that's the team that should play against Rangers next Saturday. I believe there might be some changes on against Aberdeen during the week just to keep the the boys that played today a wee bit fresher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that for me is. I mean, there's nobody else to play right back, so that that for me would be probably the starting eleven against Rangers. Mm-hmm. And despite you know the the very comfortable scoreline. Edward wasn't quite at himself again, was he? And you know something, I, I, and I do believe it's a confidence thing with him. I don't think people will say he's no trying, no Chinese leg or whatever. But for me, it, it looks as though he's a player short in confidence. I was, I was hoping he got, a, I got a wee goal and got a wee lift today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he looks like a guy short in confidence. I know he's not really been firing all season, but he's still. I mean, some of his numbers are still good. But for, yeah. I, just, I loved, I loved him. He got on the score sheet today, and I think he'll be disappointed as well. Not getting involved in the the six. Yeah, I wonder if we could maybe stick a. a France under 21 shirt under the Celtic <laughs> shirt next Saturday and just kid him on that he's out there but that one's a bit too red, white and blue for my Absolutely. liking anyway um, but yeah he wasn't quite at himself but not to the point where you would consider replacing him with Griff or Ayeti, would you? Uh, absolutely not no, they, um, I mean they come on which we'll talk about in a wee second they came on and they never really influenced the game whatsoever all the game's done and dusted but you think to yourself we're, we're cup, we're a big cup game coming up next week and even um, contracts uh, coming to an end potentially you'd think you'd see more of a more of an effort don't get me wrong Griff had a couple of good touches but um, I don't think he's getting to worry about it in terms of competition. I don't think any of the subs out with Christie. There's obviously five subs come on: Ayeti, Rogic, Christie, Griffiths, and Soro. As I say, out with Christie, the other four didn't really do much, as you say. And it's th- that's their small window. That's their snapshot to really impress John Kennedy and say, "Listen, I should be in your thinking for Aberdeen and definitely oh, for next Saturday." hundred percent. There's I mean there's, there's there's two carrots there. There's a uh, potentially a, a new gaffer watching from afar, which is which is big. From yeah, his Bournemouth base <laughs> from, from his, uh, his, his council house in Bournemouth yeah. um, And then you've got the incentive of getting a, getting a game potentially next Saturday In the biggest game of the season, yeah. pretty much I know, and they didn't really rise to that occasion No, I, 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 they came on and just went through the motions There was no urgency, there was a, there was a point I was watching And I just, like, well, Griff and Ajay, there was no movement It went kind of went kind of flat, went even on you think they would try to prove a point and prove their worth But there was no... Apart from a couple of good touches, I said about Griff, um, we chopping that down, down at the touchline. There was nothing else there, and they had, I mean, they had fifteen twenty minutes to to actually influence the game. It's a, it was a bit of a canter towards the end when the job was done. But for them to come on, get yourself a goal, get yourself up the road. Yeah, I mean, Ayeti and Rogic came on for Edward and David Turnbull yeah. in the sixty seventh minute. So there's yeah, a good twenty plus minutes to go and make an impression. I found Ayeti coming very very deep, and I wonder, you know, that could be two things. That could be a real desire to go and get on the ball and influence the game but actually I don't want to see Ayeti anywhere near the halfway line I want him you want him on the shoulder the uh, you want him on the shoulder try to get yourself in, in involved in through balls etc balls over the top not drop, dropping it to the halfway for that to, to hold it up till he off to a, to a centre half or a midfielder mm-hmm. yeah um, as mentioned I thought Christy done some decent things one of which was a, a Rabona pass in the centre of the park and he's shown I mean I don't think anyone doubts that there's 
there's a quality player there. Ryan Christie's a very talented guy and a very hard-working guy at the best of times, but I just, it's easy and it's a lazy assumption to make, and I've made it myself, that he's poor because of this shooting thing that you know, he's got going on. He takes so many pot shots and so many have been out of range this season. But he is a quality footballer, isn't he? He is, he is a player. He's def- there's a definitely a player in there. The only the thing for Christie has been... I'm still trying to figure out like what his best position is within the team. And is he a ten? Is he a, 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 a false nine? I mean, he's been trying a couple of things. I mean, when he comes in, comes into the middle, when he played wide and came in the middle, he kind of cuts the game, cuts the game off slightly. We cutting in. I mean, today the difference was having over the white, the wide men, Elanusi and Forrest. I think that made a difference. But Christie for me, there's a player in there. Don't get me wrong, some of the shooting's been a bit wild, but at least it, like you don't you don't buy a ticket, you can't win the raffle. Yeah, this is true. Um, I think just as you mentioned there, the the width is very easy, you know, to create when you've got James Forrest starting, who will naturally, you know, hug the right touchline, and it allowed El Yunusi to do the same on the left hand side. How big a blow would it be? Um, you know, we could clearly see his influence, and he's you know scored in his last couple of games now. But how big a blow would it be if he's not declared fit for next week? Massive, absolutely yeah. massive. I mean, we spoke about I think it was thirty four games that he missed. We spoke about it last week. I mean, mm. you can now tell influence he had I know people would be like crit- critical of his performances being a winger and stuff like that but you can actually see how important it is to the team and then him coming back into a, a bit of form getting his fitness back I, for me it's a massive blow and I think you're right you know what I mentioned there that I don't think we'll really see what we had or have currently mm. in Scott Brown until he moves on I think it's the same with Forrest I think he didn't realise just how big a loss that was to the Celtic team during those 34 games he just brings something different does he a different dimension and he, his numbers don't lie he's always involved in goals and assists and things of that nature he's a player's player I believe every player in, in the Celtic dressing room respects him obviously what he's done all his years in Celtic but in there as well I mean for me he's been a great servant to the club and he's a good player yeah his numbers don't lie assists wise I mean there was a, he did a wee purple patch I think it was two years ago he went, went in a good run under under Rodgers um, where he scored a few I think it was St Johnson he got four. four against St Johnson so for yeah he's a he's a great player he'll be sorely missed if he's, if he's got a wee a injury again yeah I'll be fingers crossed to see just uh, what news comes in just on the back of that uh, so on to that six goal so they say uh, Celtic never leaves you and it certainly didn't leave F.A. Ambrose he seems to be up to his old tricks again and you'd have to credit him with a, a beautiful assist for Ryan Christie's six goal what do you think of that one? A big, the, the big man. Um, he knows what his bread's butter, doesn't uh, he? He absolutely does. It just, it just brought back the memories of when he, when he used to play for us uh, watching that. But no, it's a great assistant. Uh, the big man The big man is uh, missed within, uh, within Celtic. But yeah, he's a lovely big guy, but you can see he's, um, he's still as erratic as, as ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly that. So, but a loose pass across the, the centre of the park. And Ryan Christie has done very well. He's had a bit of work to do, but he's just taken it into his feet nicely to, you know, push it out and just tucked it into the corner. So, and I think well deserved as well. He put in the work when he came on and that made it 6 now. So, I mean, these kind of results and these kind of performances, this is what Celtic's been crying out for. And you, you know, they've got it in their locker. And as I said, you know, at the top of the show there, it's, you know, it's post split stuff and not a, a great deal to play for, but they absolutely have it in their locker to go and bring these performances week in week out when they've you know wanted to it's just not happened this season so far has it? No it, it definitely not and even Livingston are a, a stuffy team in the last few seasons especially their, their gaff have really struggled to, to put it against, against them because they're a physical as you said industrial side but yeah we looked like our old selves today it was it was an actual good good to watch I mean usually at half time we're like will I, will I stick on the racing will I stick on will I stick something else when I watch a different programme but for me it was um Good performance and it does really set us up going into the biggest game of the season next week. Yeah. I mean, our record before Livingston this season tells its own tale. We won 3-2 at Celtic Park at the very start of the season, which was also a bit of a close call. Uh, they had a really good chance right at the death, which could have made it three each. 
However, we won that one 3 2, and then we had the double header in January after all the, the Dubai fiasco. And I think it was a nothing each and a one each from memory, but we definitely drew both of those games. So to go from that kind of performance and results against Livingston to, to a 6 0, it's night and day, isn't it? It is night and day, but as, as I said, there, there, there's a couple of incentives in there. There's a couple of carrots being dangled. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's night and day, but you can, you can also credit the, the management team for that. I mean, I think we need to reflect back on if, if that was the old regime. I don't mm. know some of the old regime's still there, but if that was the old regime, you could possibly look at it 0-0 at halftime. Very possibly, and, and we did. You know, we've seen that under Neil Lennon at times. So on that note, how much credit should John Kennedy be given for what he's done so far? I think he's, I, I think he's done a great job. He like, come in, I mean, you talk about steadying the ship, but he's, he's done more than steady the ship. He's come in and kind of stamped. It, it, it looked very much like, a, 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 for me, it looks like a, Red, a Brendan Rodgers like obviously the formation, the way we set up, the way we actually the way we played. So he's mm-hmm. done a great job. And you know something, and and people won't want to hear this. He could potentially put himself in contention for the for the job. I know you, it's not <laughs> going to be a popular, it's not going to be a popular shout. This, but he's still yeah. done much wrong. Yeah, I mean the longer Eddie House stalls, you know the the question will be asked. All John Kennedy can do though, and he said it himself, all he can do is give the players as much confidence as he can for the time that he's there. And he has done that, you know, he didn't have a great result at the start of his tenure against Dundee United and obviously he could only draw against Rangers in the first game there. But since then he, he's shown some good good signs and you can see that the players played with a, a bit of a freedom today and a bit of pressure off their back. You see it even in the body language. Uh, you even see it when you look, when the camera pans to the to the bench or when the players are coming off, you can see there's more a togetherness mm-hmm. and they're, they are playing with, with less pressure and the weight of the world on their shoulders so you can actually see it in their, their overall demeanour. So yeah. for me, whatever they're doing in the background, whatever he's doing in the background and obviously with Ben McManus and, and Strachan, it seems to be working. It seems to be working well. Yeah, I think whatever they're doing at Lennox Town, the players seem to be enjoying their football again and I'm just going to bring out my football cliche book at the moment but they're, they're, they're playing with smiles on their faces and they seem to be enjoying you know, going to their work at this moment in time and that can only bear well for this time next week uh, It makes a massive difference so I mean we've obviously got Aberdeen so just need to keep it keep it ticking over keep the keep the momentum going we've started to build a bit of momentum obviously the Forest stuff could have a wee uh, impact on that but yeah keep keep it going yeah for me Lennox Town Kennedy Strachan McManus they've definitely done something to, to reunite the players Mm-hmm. motivation and attitude yeah so looking ahead to next week we'll just completely bypass Aberdeen how professional <laughs> I was but looking ahead to next Saturday how confident are you going to Ibrox in the Scottish Cup I'm not confident uh, you, I, not? I should be I should be confident because we've, we've, we've won the last <laughs> what is the last five aye I need to check my stats. Last five, still, no, no, I'm talking about Scottish Cups. Oh yeah, last aye, four. Last four. So this is this will be our fifth one. So for I, I honestly believe that we've got a, we've, it's the cup, but it's also a Glasgow derby. So anything could happen. I need to get off this fence. I'm getting the scales in my backside here. Um, no, we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not confident we're going to win. I did hear. I think it was potentially on another podcast. Someone asking the question of, I wonder how the Celtic players reacted when they heard the draw uh, last Sunday. Obviously, quite famously, the Rangers players cheered at one point and. Brendan the just says, be careful what you wish for and Celtic went out and gave them a doing. I wonder if the Celtic players heard that draw and I wonder how many of them were genuinely excited and quite happy to get it. As a fan, I was excited to see it and I thought this is ideal, this gives us a, a real chance of doing something. Do you think the players, you know, based on what you're seeing from them just now and the, you know, where they'll be confidence-wise, do you think they'll have been quite happy to draw Rangers or some might have been a bit more apprehensive on it? I'm hoping they're, they're absolutely buzzing, like 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 we all were when the, when the draw came out. So I'm hoping that the players can channel, channel that, like... All that hurt and um, <laughs> it's, ha- it's happened for this this quest for the ten. And you look at the games against we've played, we've, we've not really they've not really been head and shoulders above us. So mm-hmm. the guys to go in next Saturday and an opportunity to actually not put a marker down, but kind of settle a score 
it's a great opportunity. It's, for me, if I was if I was that dressing room, I'd be I'd be raring to go and. The whole brown stuff and the whole the way the seasons went, there's some motivation there. There really is. Yeah, it's a huge opportunity that might otherwise not have come around. There was obviously a suggestion the Scottish Cup wouldn't have taken place at all. The fact that A it's taken place and now you've got Rangers in the last oh, what is it, 30, 16, 32, I'll need to check that fourth round. Uh it's a great opportunity for the players to go and, you know, express themselves and prove a point to prove that they are still top dogs or at least that they can be and to put down a marker for next season. But hey, maybe the two is ever getting ahead of ourselves. We've still got a, a game on uh, Wednesday against Aberdeen. So we'll be back there for that. My thanks to Sinke this afternoon and thanks to you for listening and we'll see you again during the week. Podcast Network.